Welcome to the Success Starts Within podcast, a podcast dedicated to teaching you all the tools and techniques you need to master the mental game and take your performances to the next level. Here's your host, Eli Straw. Welcome to this training on why you perform well in practice, but not in games. In it, we're going to discuss why this actually occurs, and then I'm going to show you some steps that you can take to take that practice play and translate it into games. So let's get started. So why is it that you're playing well in practice, but then when it comes to game time, you're just not really translating that play? Well, it's going to come down to the true cause of this disconnect, right? The disconnect between practice play and game time execution. So When you're doing well in practice, the thing that we really have to understand is that you clearly have the skills to succeed. If in practice right now, you are going through your skills, you're doing them well, you're succeeding in scrimmages even, you just know that when I perform my tasks, I'm doing them well. But then when you go to games, you're not having that same kind of production. You're almost a completely different player. When we look at that, we can recognize that, hey, there's something going on in terms of how you're approaching the game. So there's something going on from a mental standpoint that is blocking or causing this disconnect between those skills that you are showing in practice that you, your coach, your teammates, and everybody else knows that you have, right? And keeping you from being able to translate them into a game. When we're thinking about this disconnect, there are some mental game challenges that we need to be aware of in addition to some things that are just different from practices and games. Number one is going to be pressure. Pretty evident that there's going to be more pressure in games than there is in practices. Why? Well, because games are where you're going to be judged. Games are the competition. It's where you're going to either win or lose. They're what have an effect on your stats. So when you're performing well in practice, it's likely that you're not feeling that same amount of pressure. Whatever the pressure is, whether it's the pressure to succeed for yourself, whether it's the expectations you feel placed on you by other people, whether it's this feeling like you have to perform well so coach keeps playing you, whatever it is, you are feeling more pressure during games than you are during practices. Number two is going to be performance anxiety. Now this one and the next one, which is fear of failure, they're going to really play into this idea of pressure. When you feel that pressure, it's this need to want to succeed. Therefore, you're probably going to struggle with a little bit of performance anxiety. Performance anxiety means you're worried about what is going to happen. You're worried about what may or may not happen. You're thinking, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I can't make a mistake. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen if I mess up? You're having all of these kind of fears and thoughts about the future. So then you start to worry. When you deal with performance anxiety, this makes it very difficult for you to just have full confidence and a calm mind, which a calm mind is a focused mind, going into a game. So instead of being just focused, fully intent on what you're doing, your mind is going to be thinking about the future. Combined with that is this fear of failure. Fear of failure means you are worried about making a mistake. More than that, you're just afraid of making a mistake. When you deal with the fear of failure, a lot of times you're not even focused on wanting to succeed but most of your actions are driven by this desire not to make a mistake. When you want to perform well in games, having fear of failure and worrying about making a mistake and also having performance anxiety, they're not going to allow you to take those practice skills and translate them into games. Why you may not be experiencing the fear of failure and performance anxiety during practice goes along the same lines as the pressure. There's not as much pressure there. There's not as much need in practices to succeed because you're not putting as much weight on them. In practices, you probably are giving yourself the opportunity to make mistakes more, right? You're allowing them to happen because you know that's going to help you improve. 
but when you come to a game, now you feel like it's this performance. I have to be perfect today. I can't mess up. What's going to happen if I do mess up? What's gonna, what are my stats going to look like? What's the coach going to think of me? And all of those kinds of thoughts, right, they lead to feelings of fear. They lead to anxiety, and they reduce your confidence. But more than that, they take you out of the present moment. Being in the present moment is one of the things that's going to help you just allow your talents to shine. And that when I'm working with athletes, that's one of the things I really say is that when you're dealing with this disconnect between practice, play, and game time execution, it's not so much about figuring out anything different. All we have to do with your mindset is figure out what do we need to do for you? What do you need to think about? What do you need to be focusing on? That just allows your talents to shine. Because if you're performing well in practice, you know that you have the talents. All you need to do is be able to allow them to perform, allow them to be free during those games. Thinking about that and going along the lines of performance, anxiety, fear, failure, pressure. There's one core thought that at, that is at the basis of this whole idea of not performing well in games like you do in practice. And that is outcome-oriented thinking. Pressure, fear of failure, performance anxiety, they all are due to you worrying about the outcome. When you're worried about the outcome, your focus is on the future. And the outcome doesn't even necessarily have to be the outcome of the game. It could be the outcome of this play. It could be somebody else's opinion. It could be your own judgment. It could be your stats. It could be the score. But those are all about the outcome. When your mind is focused on the outcome and you're not performing well in games like you are in practice, that's a clear sign that it is that frame of thought which is then leading to these feelings of pressure, performance anxiety, and fear of failure, which is really what is to blame right now for that disconnect. So one of the main things you're going to need to work on is reducing that outcome-oriented thinking. And the reverse or the opposite of outcome-oriented thinking is more process-focused. So your mind is going to be more centered on small pieces of your game that are a part of the process, small details. A lot of the things that you're actually probably right now focused on during practice, even if you may not be aware of it, right? Things like performing a drill. So let's say you're a baseball player, for example, during practice, you're like, man, I'm, I'm fielding every single ground ball. Well, you're probably focused more on making sure your glove's down, making sure you watch the ball all the way into your glove because you're not feeling all of these worries and thinking about the future. So you're more focused on the process. But then during the game, when you keep making errors, for example, you're probably worried about where's the runner, right? How am I going to get this out? Where am I going to throw? Am I going to throw it to second? Am I going to throw it to first? So you start to think more about the outcome. You take yourself out of just the present moment, out of focusing on the process. So... What we're going to do to turn practice talent into game time execution is you're first going to want to identify your main distraction, work through that distractor, and number three is become process-oriented. So to identify your main distraction, you really need to think about what right now is keeping you from performing well in games like you do in practice. There's probably going to be a combination of the two, right? At the core, I already said it's probably going to be outcome-oriented thinking, but I want you to get a little bit deeper than that because if you can get deeper than that, we can really work on overcoming that a little bit quicker. So think about, is it performance anxiety, right? Is it that anxiety you feel before a game or before a play, worried about what's going to happen? Is it fear of failure? Are you just so terrified of making a mistake? Or is it this pressure that you feel from other people or from yourself to succeed that is really causing you to lock up and not be able to perform well in games? Then step number two is you want to work through your main distractor. Performance anxiety, pressure, fear of failure, all of this can be handled in a more productive way, right? In a healthier way. 
What you need to do though is have some tools to use. So what we're going to do right now is go a little bit deeper into this step and I'm going to walk you through three different ways that you can actually work on overcoming these three different things. So number one is going to be mental imagery to handle pressure. When you're when you're really struggling with pressure, so it's either the, either the pressure of just the game as a whole or specific situations within a game, what you want to do is get comfortable in that situation. Pressure is felt because you're worried about the outcome, number one, but also because you're not comfortable. When you're very comfortable in these moments, it really helps to alleviate that pressure. What this mental imagery exercise is going to do is provide you with the opportunity to, number one, feel differently in that moment when you're experiencing pressure. So what you're going to do is you're going to practice feeling more confident rather than feeling anxious and fearful going into the situation. But then two, what it's going to do is give you the opportunity to see yourself succeed in these situations. And by seeing yourself succeed and developing that memory of success, that's gonna greatly increase your confidence going into these situations in the future. So step number one is you wanna find yourself a quiet location, free from any distractions. Then you wanna get into a comfortable position with your back straight. You can either sit in a chair or sit on the ground. If you want, you can lie down on a couch or on your bed, for example, as well. Then step three is take 10 to 20 deep breaths really just focusing on your breath at this time and allowing your mind to become quiet and allowing your whole body and your your whole sense of self to just relax. Step number four is you want to create your image. Go into detail about what is going on, right? What's the situation like when you feel pressure? If it is a specific situation that's getting to you, or for example, if it's just the beginning of the game or going through your performance as a whole, just create that scene. What does it look like for you to perform your sport? What does it look like? What does your performance look like, I should say? right? Who's there? What's the stadium look like? What's the court look like? What's the field look like? What's your teammate look like? Who are you playing? As much detail as you can go into, the better. Because when you can get into more detail, that's going to make it more clear and more real to your mind. Then what you're going to do for step number five is you're going to generate your optimal emotional state. When you're feeling that pressure in the beginning, and it's going to naturally come as you see this pressure-filled situation, I want you to allow that to be there for a second, but then you want to generate your optimal, optimal emotional state. What do you want to feel like when you perform? How do you feel when you perform your best? Are you feeling calm and relaxed? Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling focused? Are you feeling motivated? Only you can answer that question for yourself, but right here in the mental imagery is you want to generate that optimal emotional state. Then what you're going to do is you're just going to see yourself perform, see yourself perform well, very importantly, and then at the end of it, feel successful, feel confident, feel happy and proud about what you just did. Next, we're going to work on overcoming performance anxiety. Step one to overcoming performance anxiety is to accept your pre-performance nerves. A lot of times when you're experiencing this anxiety, it can even begin just as a little bit of nervousness, but the more resistance you give to it, the more it's going to increase, the more it's going to grow. So very importantly, as contradictory as it may sound, you have to really just accept the fact that you have this anxiety because you don't want your focus to be increased on the anxiety because that's just going to worsen the anxiety. We actually have to work on shifting your focus, but we can only shift that focus once you actually accept this anxiety. Then step two is you're going to prepare as much as you can. Preparation is huge to anxiety. You're going to be more anxious the less prepared you are. So the more prepared you are, the more confident you're going to feel. And then as a a result, the less anxious you're going to feel. Step three is you want to use some visualization. You can use a little bit of the same visualization that you just did for the pressure where you're working to overcome pressure. Just imagine yourself, go through your skills, see yourself perform well. That's going to work on boosting confidence, which is then also going to work on reducing your anxiety. And then step four is you have to work on letting go of expectations. Let go of expectations. 
turn your attention onto the process, just be present moment focused, and that's going to greatly reduce this anxiety. Now let's move on to managing your fear. So step one to managing your fear, just like with managing anxiety, is to accept it. Anytime you're dealing with performance anxiety, fear, high expectations, anything like that, the more focus you give to it, and I know in this moment the focus that you're probably giving is, I don't want to feel this fear. I can't feel anxious. But that still is focusing on that fear and on that anxiety. So it is so crucial for you. If you want to overcome your anxiety, if you want to reduce your fear, you have to just accept it in the moment. Then we're going to turn your attention onto something else. So then step two is you want to locate the cause of your fear of failure. Ask yourself the question, what am I actually afraid of? Then step three is you want to implement some mental training tools such as self-talk, imagery, and mindfulness. The imagery work is going to be the same for the, for the pressure, for anxiety, and for fear. The important thing is you are working to build your confidence, so you must see yourself in detail perform your skills well. And don't just see yourself as though you're watching someone else. I want you to really get into it and imagine that you are doing it. See it from your point of view like you normally do when you're practicing and like you're playing. And then at the very end of your visualization, you want to make sure that you take a moment to feel confident, feel successful, because that's going to really build that memory of success that is crucial to your confidence moving forward. Then self-talk. Self-talk is just where you work on speaking to yourself in a different way that is going to boost your confidence. It's going to help you feel more calm, more relaxed, more positive about yourself. And also in the description below, I'm going to put a link to a few different articles that talk about talk about some of these mental training tools. So that's going to help you if you want to check those out to learn a little bit more about them. And then the last one is mindfulness. Mindfulness is just a practice that you do on a daily basis. It works to increase your focus, but more than that, it works to really help you develop the skill of getting into the state of mindfulness, which works to take your attention off of the future, which as we've talked about in this training already, when you're focused on the future, the outcome That's what increases this fear, this anxiety, and this pressure. And step number three is become process-oriented. Process-oriented is going to be the opposite of outcome-oriented. Now, to say be process-oriented, right, just focus on the process, that's an easy thing to say, difficult thing to do. Because during a game, outcomes are everywhere. They are keeping score. Your stats are being taken. You want to have good stats because you want to make it to the next level. You want to get an award. You want other people to think that you're a good player. So how do you stop focusing on that outcome? Well, to stop focusing on the outcome, very similar to anxiety and to fear, you have to focus on something different. Telling yourself to not focus on the outcome is not going to help at all. You have to give yourself something else to focus on. That's where process goals, also known as performance objectives, come into play. When you set a process goal, make this 100% in your control. An example on the mental side would be just focus on feeling confident after every play. Because if you can feel confident after every play, number one, that's in your control. Number two, it's part of the process. And number three, it sets you up for feeling confident going into the next play. Now for your physical skills, so the physical aspect of your game, your technique, that's going to be more specific and more tailored towards whatever your sport is that you play. When you set these process goals, that's going to take your attention off the outcome and put it onto the process, which is a huge thing for you when you're trying to take those practice skills and turn them into game time execution. I hope you enjoyed this training. I really hope that you can put these three steps into practice and work towards taking your practice skills, the skills that you know you have, you've seen yourself perform them well, and be able to translate them into a game because that is really when it matters and that's when you're going to feel the most successful, the most proud of yourself and feel like all your hard work is paying off. So go ahead and put these three steps into practice and see how they work for you.
Like I said, in the description below, I put a link to a few different articles that talk about some of these mental training tools in more detail. So if you want to get a little bit better of an understanding of them, go ahead and click those articles and re feel free to read through them. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the best of success in all that you do. If you want to hear more mental game tips, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the Success Starts Within YouTube channel, follow Eli on Instagram, the handle is at Eli Straw, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at successstartswithin.com.